Philippians. Philippians 3, verse 7 to 21. But, what, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we give you, we gave you. For as I have told you before and now see again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await the Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. We take as our text this morning these words from Philippians and many, many things in here uh, were actually touched on in the week, different aspects of things. It's a beautiful passage. The one we are going to look at as, as uh, most central this morning is verse 12, where, where he has talked here, verse 7, 8, 9, and 10, where, where he has, has looked to Christ and he knows Christ and he is, he's seeking to live out his faith in Christ. And then he says in verse 12, not that I have already uh, made it or obtained all this or have already arrived at the goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. People of God, it sure was fun. It was so much fun this week having the kids here and just coming together and doing all the things. We met a lot of parents from the area. We made new friends, and it was good to learn together from God's Word, the Word of truth, the Word of life that we have that, that word of God and his mighty power is really symbolized in Mount Everest. That's why they, they use this as, as the main symbol. And then, and then that, that's the power of God, this great, powerful mountain. And so 
so great and so powerful is our God. And so that was the connection back and forth there. Every day there was another aspect of this power to take hold of the power of God. So almost like you're climbing higher, like you're, you're taking hold more fully. You are, you are understanding more clearly. So that was, was how it worked out and that that power of God transforms our lives. Philippians 3.21, by the power that enables him, that's God, to bring everything under his control, and it says it will transform, transform us. And so, so this is what we were saying. As you take hold of that power, it, it, it changes your life. It, it, it strengthens you. It helps you. It encourages you. It transforms you to walk in the way of faith and the way of the Lord Jesus. Now, this morning, I, I wanted just to touch on one thing that, that came up all through the week and, and with every theme. There were various themes, but there was one thing I noticed through the week that came up that was, that was almost even more basic. And this was uh, that one response that we gave every day to each new aspect of God's power. Every day had a theme. Every day had a, a direction, a focus. And every day then... There, there was a response that everybody gave. And so the first day, Elijah, the story of Elijah and that God provided for him. And so with that story, with that theme, there was the statement, God has the power to provide. And everybody who was there said, hold on. So that was always, okay, this is our theme for the Monday. God has the power to provide. And then everyone said, hold on, try it again, hold on. So that was echoed in here over and over. And then as Harriet was leading us, then, then she would be talking about those animals. And then, and then she would say it again, God has the power to provide. And the kids would right away, and you say, hold on. And so the truth was, was kind of, kind of, yeah, we want to hold on to that. We want to keep that, that in our lives, God provides for us. And so that was, was a constant refrain, and that refrain carried over to the second day with Elijah, who, who was, was down, uh, he was discouraged, and, and he went to the mountain, and God spoke to him, and the word was, the theme was, God has the power to comfort, and everybody said, Hold on, hold on to that, because God has the power to comfort us like he comforted Elijah. The third day was Naaman. Naaman had the leprosy, and God has the power to heal. Hold on. And so when we experience illness, God has the power to heal. And then the fourth day, we came fully focused on who Jesus is, and that Jesus comes into our lives, and he is the one who can forgive. And so that God has the power to forgive. Hold on. So we want to hold on to that for sure. The forgiving grace of God in Jesus Christ. And in the last day, God has the power to love us forever. Hold on to that. And that's the sense of as we believe in Jesus he, he opens our lives into fully living for him and, and on into eternity. So to hold on to that truth. So every day 
we would take that uh, refrain with us and we would come come into each theme with the the focus to hold on to these glorious truths these powers of god so every day each day the theme was reinforced and and it helped us to better hold on to better understand the truth because when we understand something that then we can hold on to it better when we when we understand how god provides then we can we can hold on to that truth better so it was talked about in different ways all through the through the morning uh harriet would introduce it uh my wife barb was in the the imagination station and and with different science experiments and 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 the kids the kids got it they they oh this is what it means and then and then the little video at the end and okay this is what it means and the bible story and then steve had them out with the games and and those was tied in too okay this is what it means and so that that effort to understand to grow in understanding helped just to hold on to those those key truths of god's power and we even we even sent the kids home there was a bible a bible kind of page kind of lesson and and you know when you send kids home with the paper they don't hold on to it <laughs> it gets lost along the way so we actually had it it went around their arm and we taped it <laughs> hold on to that thing make sure it gets home and then you can talk about it with your parents with your family so the the whole theme of holding on and there was also a a, a little a little metal uh qf uh, uh uh sorry qr code little thing that that they could take home and then the, the kids could with the cell phone or or with their their ipad or something they could just focus on that and and it would take them through an app to the site of the vbs and they could have those different animals again share with them the main point and they could just sit at home anytime and they could just focus in on those little metal things and 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 it would right away come up this this yeah the the different animals for each day and and so that they can hold on to these truths it was beautifully put together it was an excellent program so so that was really this hold on emphasis i want to just to look at with you this morning it's good it's it's excellent even back to proverbs 4 verse 13 that we read at the very beginning hold on to the things of of god and of the truth and of the faith i want to just to tie it in first of all in relation to us gathering here coming to church on sunday is a way that god invites all of us to hold on to his him and his truth too that's that's kind of a rhythm just like the kids came every morning here to church then then god wants us going on in faith to to just come together in his presence every week every sunday is how it works well to to come around his word to to be reminded of all that he has done and to to hold on to our faith more securely and so as we open the bible here too this morning as we read from philippians 3 as we open our hearts to let god speak into our lives again 
that's really a way of, of having, having God help us hold on to our faith, which is, is necessary because we tend to slip. Our, our, our grip can be weak. And, and the reality of faith in this world can, can be hard to hold on to. And so sometimes in our busy lives, we, we, we think we don't need God. And we start to let go. Or we, we think we don't need church. And we don't bother coming. And so things start to slip and things start to fade. And the truth that, that would really encourage us and inspire us and help us and direct our lives into, into true joy and peace, we don't hold on. We're not really that good at holding on in our, in our sinfulness, in our weakness. So to have that rhythm each Sunday, to be reminded again to hold on to the most important thing which is our relationship to God and our, our receiving his forgiving grace in Jesus. So, so our rhythm of life, of, of coming to church, coming together around God's word, is, is really a holding on as well. And so that's what I was reminded of a little bit as, as VBS had that, that type of, of focus and and so to encourage us again, you again, to, to be part of that faithful rhythm of God's will in our lives. In God's law, he says too, uh, remember to keep the Sabbath day, the, that day of, of worship, that day of focusing on me, so that, that God can encourage and strengthen and help us. So that's, that's the first application as we, we think about what what this holding on means. There's one other thing uh, that I really wanted to address uh, based on what we read here in Philippians 3 and that the word of God would speak into your heart today and it's in relation to that phrase, hold on, and it's a particular emphasis of the Reformed churches. We are the Christian Reformed church. And so with, within... Our, like there's different emphases, different churches emphasize different things. We, we have a particular emphasis here in relation to this thought of holding on, holding on. And so I really need you to hold on to this, this one uh, truth that I'm going to share with you this morning based on Philippians 3. The question is, what if I can't hold on any longer. So you can go around, and we went around all week, and we were talking about holding on. And in talking about holding on, the reality is that, that it's hard at times. So what if, what if you can't hold on anymore? And so just some examples in terms of some of the themes. When we worry about the basics of life, who uh, will God actually provide? God has the power to provide, hold on. But what happens when you lose your job here in the oil patch? And we met, we met some people who, who have had that. And so now even what's going to happen? Uh, 
the job with the oil company is gone, can't find another. So things are not looking so good. Or when you get hailed out. And then, and then you say, well, God is supposed to provide, but the crop is, is gone. When you really run stuck, when you're going to the food bank, not to volunteer to help others, but to get some food for yourself, then, then it, it gets harder to hold on because, because you feel hopeless. You feel abandoned by God. And the tendency can be to blame God and to push him away. God, you're not, you're not providing for me. You, I, I wonder if you're even around, if you even care. And, and I'm not going to hold on to you anymore. These kind of realities in the struggle. It's also hard to hold on when sadness comes or sickness comes, and, and it's hard to trust in God. Uh, when a loved one dies, especially when it's someone younger and, and the loss is tragic, and, and, and the questions arise, how could God let this happen? That's a good question. I don't have an answer. How can we hold on? How do you hold on? We can say, oh, hold on. We can say it together, hold on. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to hold on. Or when the doctors are not sure how to treat your serious health problem, and, and then God is supposed to comfort you and give you peace. But it's, it's hard. It's not easy at all. And even forgiveness, that God has the power to forgive, and then we think, yeah, I'll hold on to that. But then it's hard to hold on when we know how bad we've been. And when, when we think, too, God could never forgive me. We have people who walk by the church here, right along this street, and they will not come in. And the reason they will not come through those doors is because they know that they have done things that God will not forgive. So God doesn't have the power to forgive. They can't hold on to that anymore. Because they have feelings of guilt and shame and they feel God hates me, he will never forgive me. They cannot even forgive themselves. How do you proceed when you can't hold on anymore? There are things of sin and brokenness and pain in this world that, that weaken our grip. Our grip starts to slip and, and we find ourselves unable to hold on. It's, it's like uh, the kids on a monkey bar and they start on one end and they're, they're swinging along and swinging along and they get tired and they're stuck in the middle and they're holding on, holding on and then they can't and they fall. What happens with us with our faith at those times. In the Reformed churches, we realize this truth, it, 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 it rises more quickly to the surface in our understanding, and we confess before God that in our weakness and sin, we can't, you can't, I can't, we cannot hold on. We can talk about it, we can make it part of the refrain, it's good, to try to encourage each other in it, and we do our best. But in the end, in ourselves, 
we cannot hold on. Romans 7 talks about that. It's, it's the truth of our weakness of our sin. So in order to be really encouraged, in order to really understand what the Bible is saying to us in relation to this, we read from Philippians 3. And in Philippians 3, this person who's writing under the inspiration of God is acknowledging that it's not easy to hold on. That's really what he's saying. He's saying that, that he's lost all things. He's saying that, that, that he, he's trying to understand more and, and he's trying to attain what God would want him to be, but he's no, acknowledging it's not easy. And then what does he say? In all his trying to hold on, Philippians 3, verse 12, he says at the end of that verse, I try to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Christ Jesus takes hold of me. So if we're thinking about taking hold and, and our taking hold and the strength of our grip to hear, oh, Christ Jesus is taking hold of me. And that's where the comfort lies. What if you are hanging on a cliff, your feet are dangling over the edge, you are, you are just gripping by your fingertips, and, and you can't hold on any longer, and then someone reaches down, reaches down and grabs you. That's, that's the picture. There was a couple here visiting last Sunday night, uh, they joined us in the service last Sunday night, and, and afterwards I went, uh, a couple of us, we talked to them, it was really nice. Just, uh, they just moved in, and, and we were just talking back and forth, and, and I said to the guy too, hi, good to see you, and, and we shook hands. Uh, man, was that guy strong. Just a grip on him, and, and big, man. And I was thinking here too, boy, if I was hanging on a cliff, and, and someone came, and if this guy, Kyle, if he reached down, and if he grabbed me, no worries. No worries at all. He would hold me, and he would lift me up, all 200 pounds. Not a problem at all. If, if someone strong reaches down and grabs you, Jesus is strong, stronger than anyone. And our hope is in the fact that he takes hold of you and me in our weak faith. And especially at the weakest moments, when I'm feeling very insecure, when I am feeling very, very vulnerable and very uncertain, that we have the assurance. And many stories, too, where people in difficult time have have felt that assurance that they don't they don't even understand exactly why but they they know that the Lord Jesus is holding on to them helping them through just hour by hour sometimes day by day that's where our hope lies that's the amazing truth that we want to share that as we struggle at times God reaches down to us in Jesus Jesus comes right down that's the biblical account. He walks right with us. He understands us. He loves us. 
and he takes hold of us. He will never let us go. Officially, in our tradition, it's the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints. It's not that we are so strong that we can hold on through everything. But it's that God is the strong one in Jesus and he holds on to us. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, God who began a good work in you, he will bring it to completion. Wow. Our trust is in him. So the very fact that, that we might have a little faith, that we might have a, a, a general relationship with God is already his doing. There might not be much there, but it's already the good work God has started and that God will continue to hold on and work in those lives too, especially. That's our assurance, Jesus holding on to us, even though we can't fully hold on to him as we would need to or like all the time. So that's, in relation to this vacation Bible school that we had this week, we, we might forget one or two of the themes. Maybe you've forgotten already. But the, the basic truth of holding on and try to hold on absolutely as much as you can, come to church, read the Bible, continue to go forward in prayer, seek to build your faith. But never Never lose that basic hope, that basic truth. Be assured that our Lord holds on to us and he will never let you go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the assurance of your wonderful word to us again this morning. And for each one here, especially those who do feel a little weakness in faith, Lord, the struggles that are there, the uncertainties, that especially for them, Lord, you would reach into their hearts and lives. You would take hold of them, that you would hold them in your wonderful comfort and grip, in your wonderful grace, and that they would be assured that you are with them and you would help also in each uncertainty, in each trouble, in each difficulty, Lord, to bring hope and light and the assurance of your comfort and grace, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.